this is that other sports show. Let's go. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a little bit of time. I'm asking for your forgiveness. Like <laughs> Joe Biden is forgiving millions of people for millions. student loans that they never intended to pay back in the first place. I know I never did. Folks, we are back. We are going to skip through so much right now because usually around this time, we've already done like the NFC or the AFC or one or the other as far as over-unders. Everybody loves the over-under shows. All you gamblers, e-sport bettors out there, take a listen to the show like you've done in the past. We're going to give you tips on what we think you should do. Go over, go under, make of us. Hopefully, don't lose money because of us. But that's what today's show is going to be about. It's been a long minute. I'm not going to get into a whole lot of other stuff. There's been retirements in mixed martial arts. There's been injuries in other sports. There's been people making money, losing money. Today is nothing but NFL over-unders. Katie um, never got traded either. What about that? We Don't don't forget to skim by that. Katie never got traded. Yeah, we got traded. We're, you know what? We'll do we'll, these other things later on. The NBA stuff, they've still got a whole offseason I'm going to go through before we start hitting up uh, NBA games again. By the way, just for all of you out there, I swear the NFL offseason is the shortest offseason of any sport in, in uh, Major League Sports. I swear it goes from NBA Finals game whatever, winner, champion, to, oh, let's get ready for uh, Christmas games. This is what we have for Christmas games. Bro, it's 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 uh, finals mid June, August September, and then October we're balling. We're at mini camp. We're Absolutely. fucking warming up. That's the hoops. Uh, but like I said, for today, for anybody out there who says, "Hey, you know, I kind of dig these guys' takes on mixed martial arts. Oh, I kind of dig these guys' takes on this or that." Today, all of you are going to be disappointed because today is nothing but the National Football League and sports betting, which is some of yes. our favorite things in the world to do, sports bet and football. <laughs> and they go hand in hand. We have, we have the lines up. We have the over-unders ready to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting till, to see, uh, are we going to start the NFC? We're going to start the AFC? Where are we no, going? Can I, can, uh, here's what we're going to do. You're going to love this. So I will be serving to you the over-unders. Jess, this is the 10th year we've done this, and it's probably not the 10th year that we've done this, but for the next three years, I'm going to say this is the 10th time we've done this, because that means that I will probably be right with one of those. So our 10th year doing this, uh, I am using thelines.com. Shout out thelines.com. It has all of the books, the over-unders from all of your favorite betting sites, um, they're usually a half a game to a game between each other. So I'm going to land somewhere in the middle. Jess, the rules have never changed. There is no pushing. Pushing is for pussies. You go over or you go under. And I would like to go, Jess, bottom up. Worst Ooh. team 
to the best. <laughs> Let's do it. Is, we like we like to. We're doing something different. First. We're doing something different. I think if we if we do divisions, we're gonna get caught up in divisions we love, and then before you know it, this is gonna go two hours. We're gonna. I want to bang through these first eight to twelve because they're just fucking shitty teams. The absolute worst team, according to Vegas, Jess. And here we go. We're off to a start. It's going to be the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are in between a four and a half and a three and a half, depending on your sports book. We're going to land at four, Jess. Over, under. Uh, I, the Houston Texans are a, are a miserable spirit. Spirit don't win football games. <laughs> not at all the time. Take the under on the four. I can't believe that you already started with a football filler pun, which is they've got spirit. <laughs> That's what we do with like the the seventh and eighth peewee, the, the seven and eight-year-old peewee squad. That's like, well, they've lost six games, but dude, they got spirit. They have spirit for miles. I mean, the, the last game they lost 40 nothing, but these boys. Hey. They're, line, they're lining up with spirit. They play um, their hearts out. Is my is it okay for me to call the quarterback for the Texans, Miles Davis, this year? Because I've already <laughs> forgotten his name. Davis Mills, Miles Davis. Davis I, Mills. Does it really Davis matter? Mills. Davis, Davis Mills. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, under Jess, you are correct, sir. We're going under. The Atlanta Falcons are landing somewhere between a five. And a five and a half, and I am seeing four and a half on some books, which means we're going to land right at five for the Atlanta Falcons. Jess, I don't know who the Atlanta Falcons quarterback is this year. Over under. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Ah, uh, flying Hawaiian. The Hawaiian, who, who's looked good in preseason, but we all know that the king of preseason quarterback. Peterman, and he's only the king in preseason until he hits the field on a regular season game and throws six interceptions in the first half. So I don't want to give that too much credit. I am going to take the under of five because I don't have that much faith in anything else outside of Kyle Pitts. Jess and I have been doing this podcast for 10 years, and I can't tell you how many years this fun guy has put Mariota over. And I feel like this is the first year you're not putting him over. So this I is it. Shocking revelation, two picks in. Um, yeah, five wins feels like a lot of wins for Atlanta. And if Mariota is going to be the starting quarterback, five feels like a whole lot. Uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts is good. I think we're all echoing that. He's probably going to be seeing the number one defensive backs all year long. Um, is uh, let's let's branch out to fantasy quickly here. Jess is uh, Pitts going to be the number one overall tight end chose? In your fantasy uh, leagues, this some year? people some people will, but good. Travis Kelsey should still be the number one tight end taken. Would by any chance you take him Waller the baller over him now that he's got uh, Adams there? I would take Waller over Pitts also. Ooh, that's that's, that's, I that's love a it. hot take, but it's a I love it. hot take. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, yeah, we both went on there. Um, the New York Football Jets are a five and a half across Terrible. the fucking board. Uh. This is an in-division uh, team, I believe, Jess, so you're going to go quick to slam that terrible card. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're going under, Jess? Uh, it's weird because Zach Wilson's on the bench right now. He's on the shelf, not the bench. He's, well, both really, but I don't know how bad his injury is, and I don't know when he's supposed to come back. It's not is supposed it to be long-term. four to six weeks? That's a lot. It, it's not supposed weeks, to be long-term. Long. 
But the quarterback week one for the New York football Jets will be none other than Joe Flacco. Flacco, Flacco's back. Taking the under (laughs) all day. Zach Wilson would give football uh, fans in in New York, or or should I say in New Jersey, because that's where they're actually from, New Jersey. Football fans in New Jersey hope, but he's not playing for the first couple weeks. Joe Flacco is probably every single game. I don't even know, and I don't even care who the Jets' first game is. Over under three and a half interceptions for Flacco, game one. Uh, three and a half is a lot. I'll still take the under, but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pushing up. Yeah, you want it, but I feel like four. I feel like three and a half is a fair number. It is a fair number. Um, yeah, I'm going under Jess. Yeah, I don't know. This, this team's a mess, Robert. The, um, Robert. He took, Dude, he took, no, took no, he's a good coach team. with a bad team and a he bad GM and a bad team. and bad. He's got bad ownership. Real and quick, they, you, know who, you know who deserves guys. the coach? Dan Campbell does. Oh boy, oh, let's swap. We We're already. Ooh, I got a coach swap. New York Jets. Can like we do it. a little coach swap? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, man. These first ones are so easy. Under. Uh, and yeah, I don't like any. I don't like anything with the Jets. And uh, don't they have a fantastic defensive player who's who's got injury issues already or he's already, I got, I can't remember. Um, all right, Jess, man, shout out our boy, Chris W powers. His team is low on this list across the board. No, I see some five and a half. Jesus. Okay. Jess. <laughs> so here's where they got, here's where they got the bears. One sports book, four and a half, one sports book, five and a half, one sports book, six and a half. We're going to go ahead and we're going to call that all over the fucking map. Um, I'm sure you're reading and hearing the same stuff that I am about uh, fields, and it's not positive. Um, I don't know what they're doing on defense. Uh, Chris W. Powers seems to not have a lot of optimism on uh, on the Twitter on the Twitter. Uh, I'm gonna land at five, Jess, over under five. So, Chris W. Powers. He is a pretty soft when it comes to his football team. He gives good takes. They're not super biased takes, not like mine and my Buffalo Bills when I get all crazy and say they're going to win 25 games in a row. Like, Chris is pretty solid. He does to have a lot of faith in this year's Chicago Bears team. He did last year seem to have some faith in Justin Fields, and I can see why. Very athletic, very quarterback. I am taking the under. They play in a tough division. They got to see the Packers twice a year. They're not beating the Packers. They're probably not going to beat the Minnesota Vikings. It's a very tough division for them to play with uh, very little to go on offense. And the defense doesn't seem to be much better. So I'm taking the under. Yeah, they're definitely not going to be better than the Vikings. Um, (laughs) No. No. How many years do you give fields before you pull the plug? At least two. At least two. I would to say three. Like right before that rookie, you know, contract break happens. You gotta get this become a does this become a Mitchell thing where you go, well, it's it's not him, it's us. Does it become a Mitchell thing? I think I think it might be. It you could, got you could. got to give Fields. You drafted him with the with the thought that he was gonna come in and be your starting quarterback, possibly your franchise quarterback. Yeah, fucking. You can't just give up on him after two years. You have to at least give him 
number one receiver without trading him to the the damn Super Bowl champion Rams. You got yeah. you got to give him something. A tackle to protect that side. Tackle would, would be nice as well. Suitable guard, you know. <laughs> Hell, you're gonna retired. They're gonna. So. Does this sound like a six and eleven team? Not really. <laughs> no. If, if I was gonna go high, we, hopes, say I would go back to the Atlanta Falcons and win six. We're going so fucking hard on these unders early, and I love it. Um, I'm going under. Under. I'm with you. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Terrible. I don't know who their quarterback is. Neither do they. <laughs> Dude, can you believe? Okay. So I see some sites, some credible websites that have them at a seven and a half, but majority of sites have them at a five and a half. So I feel like I, I feel like I'm setting us up for another under, but that means we got to land at a six, right? In the interest of fairness, and these Vegas geniuses, the big wigs. There's uh, the first fucking five ones I see: five and a half. Oh no, four. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half off the and then off the board. And then uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Let's land at six, Jess. This is this is such a hard team. From what I see, they have nothing. They have they have uh, what Pete Carroll just came out the other day. It was all over Twitter. They got, they got some guys. I think we got two number one. No, you don't, Pete. You got two number two quarterbacks. None of these guys should be on starting football teams. They should be holding clipboards for another player actually comes out there for your football team. These two teams, Geno Smith, ain't competed in a long time. Drew Locke has had every opportunity to and has failed at every single step of the way. You have two number twos, possibly a three and a two. I would put Geno Smith as your one this year, but literally he's a two anywhere else. This football team is terrible. All they've got is DK Metcalf. They got no running backs. They got no offensive line. The the days of the 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 smash and grab defense that they had are long gone. If you're putting the number at six, I'm taking the under. Boy, that defense was good. Um, Pete Carroll still the coach. Eight hundred and seventy-two years old. Pete Carroll still running it. How how many games do they have to lose consecutively before he gets canned? Jess, is it four? Is it five? Is it six? I feel like Pete Carroll. Because of the situation, the, the management and the ownership of the Seahawks, which yeah, own the Portland Trailblazers, they don't care about sports. So Pete Carroll could literally lose every football game this year and still have a job in Seattle the following year. I want I just feel like I got to go over on one of these, but this isn't it. This ain't the one. No, it's this not. This ain't the fucking one. Dude, this is a quarterback-driven league, bottom line. And you can't give me – a bunch of fucking, I don't know who the quarterbacks are and below average quarterbacks. And Jess was arguing Kaepernick might be able to start for the Seahawks like three podcasts ago. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking... It's safe to say I might have been wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying you might be right. Cause you fucking Geno Smith or is it Kaepernick? <laughs> um, Good point. I'm going. I'm going under, man. I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I'm not talking myself out of it. We're going to keep it moving. This uh, is not. The Seahawks the, are under. This we've, is not. We've, we've got. We've went six or six teams deep. We've taken an under on every single one of them. And I feel like we're going to do the same right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a hard six and a half. 
across the board, I see some five and a halves. I see more six and a halves than I see five and a halves. That means I'm going to put it right at six, Jess. You going over or under for the Jags? Is this your surprise team? This is not. I'm taking the under. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually no. It's not, not bad, but but it's year number two, so we need to see growth, and we can't we can't expect to to see anything after like what happened last year. It was a mess last year. Uh, Jacksonville doesn't have any number. One. Overpaid every single player that came to that football team, which is expected because who wants to go play in Jacksonville? Well, they had a they had a weird turnover with the coach. It's just they just had some weird Urban. shit. Feel small and, and insignificant in the locker room, and he's feeling horny. I'm pretty sure he kicked their kicker at some point in time. That was kind of a funny. <laughs> fucking <laughs> yo, <laughs> my man was just a fucking terrorist over there. He was horned. He was kicking kickers. He was fucking belittling people. He might have been racist. I don't know. He was yo and cashing fat checks. Like shout out the Khan family. <laughs> uh, they know how to pass out that money. They know how to make entertainment work. Uh, I'm taking. Do they? Uh, Trevor Lawrence is, is – I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is any worse than the, the quarterbacks that we mentioned, but he's definitely not any better. So, Yeah, six feels high as fuck. I'm going fucking under two. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. I think you're right. Jags under. I, this feels like a four or five win team. All these teams that we've discussed feel like four or five win teams. Um, the Carolina Panthers <laughs> spent a lot of fucking time talking their quarterback. Um He's Baker is starting. It's Baker. Six and a half across the board. I see some five and a halves on the backside, which means we're going six. Jess, I honestly think I can make an argument for fucking six wins. We don't push here. Give me an over under. Uh, and, and we're starting with six. We're starting with six. We can't do five and a half, so I can. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, the Carolina Panthers. I, I, I like Baker Mayfield enough. Over the years, Jay and I have hammered this poor dude. Just hammered him. Stuck our flag in Baker, basically. And just and our flag is a is in the shape of a fork. It's easy money. Fork is done. Uh yeah, easy money. He's he's uh he had one great year. Yeah, I believe it was the the his sophomore year. He had a fin- phenomenal year. Got the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, made a name for himself just to come back and just have a very mediocre year. And then a year where it was like, oh, my, my uh, franchise doesn't like me. They, they like this Deshaun Watson guy who, who goes to massage parlors and stuff. I want, I want to give Baker some credit. I, I don't mean to – let me hop in here one second. Please. I don't mean to interrupt you. The guy played on a bum fucking shoulder last year, came off of fuck COVID. We don't know if he had COVID brain. We don't know if he had fuck COVID issues with COVID and the after effects, the aftermath. You, yourself, we know a lot of people who are just getting back tangible information. It's like, hey, fucking maybe there are these after effects with COVID that we're just figuring out. Um, you and I have had this conversation off air, I believe. Yeah. I know a lot of fuck. I know a lot of people that are like, yeah, shit don't taste the same. Yeah, you know what? I don't think the fucking same. Yeah, shit's just different ever since then. Um, maybe placebo effect. Who, who fucking knows? But um, I, I, I listen as many times as we've hammered fucking Baker. I do want to say that, and I'm pretty sure that I said that during the time the guy probably should have hung him up. He probably should not have tried to play on that bum ass shoulder, and it ended up costing him a ton of money. But go ahead, Jess. 
especially at the quarterback position. If, if, and it was his throwing arm. So you, you should not be – you should da- take that time off. You have that time off. You're the starting quarterback of a franchise who took you number one overall pick, which I think a lot of people don't think that he necessarily deserves number one overall pick, but he got taken there. He has no choice in that matter. The franchise does. Don't waste your career – and your money, most importantly, Baker did. He took a risk. It it did not pan out. Now he is the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. I personally don't like their offense. I think that their defense is always good uh, to maybe above average. I just their defensive coordinators over there just really run a tight ship. That defense is always nice and nice and lean. They do a good job on the field, but their offense needs work. I think Baker to Roby Anderson is going to be the biggest thing that they have this year. Uh, their their rookie quarterback that they just picked up that was supposed to be the franchise guy, uh, I believe he blew his ACL. He's out for the season. So Baker is legitimately the number one guy all season. Let's see what he can do. If, if you're saying that the over-under is six, I can see Baker willing this uh, franchise to seven wins. They're going to be my surprise. You stole my thunder. I was going to do the same thing. Ah. I'm doing the same thing. I really am. I thought this was going to be the fucking one that we split. Yeah, and over seven wins. That extra game, uh, you know, the resiliency, if you will. But also, just to simplify, I think if you put Baker's arm and Baker's ability to hit those initial check down plays – or those great play action um, um, plays where guys can get open and get get a little bit deep down the field. I think he's been always good at that. I think that's been his bread and butter. But also, if we're doing a little fucking uh, little Madden, and you're basically still running the offense around McCaffrey, but Baker is the extension of that, and they have just a better guy at that position making plays and upgraded that position, if you will, making plays that feels like a seven or an eight win team to me. It really does. Cause you're just going to have those games where McCaffrey just goes fucking freak show 25 touches, 190 total yards, two touchdowns that defense does enough. And they win like fucking 20 to 12 or 20 to 15. Also don't love this division. Don't love the fucking saints. And we just fucking absolutely buried the Falcons. Um, so it feels like they're going to just get some wins in the division. The seven, seven to eight feels fucking strong. You and I are in agreement there. So here we are. I was trying to disagree on one of these Go here. Go we're not, I'll tell you another one we're not going to disagree on. The Detroit Lions. How in the fuck are the Lions this high on this list? I'm telling you, Dan Campbell has the world confused. <laughs> he can't know what's going on. He's, he's got push-ups. Listen. He's doing push-ups on the field. Right he's now. screaming at reporters. He's doing one-arm pull-ups. He's wearing he's, high shorts. Jess, you're a big fan of high I, shorts. I am a fan of the high shorts. He's wearing, listen. You can really his, get stretch His thighs are popping, dog. It looks like he's been hitting a lot of squats. Deep sumo squats. Deep squats. And now his fucking thighs are popping. His, he's been hitting fucking uh, good uh, raises. He's been hitting those fucking calf raises. He, he wears low socks. He wears ankle socks. His shit's popping. And, uh... Jess, six and a half across the board. I see some five and a halves. We're landing at six, Jess. I'm telling you, Dan Campbell has the world confused and mixed up. He yells so much. People don't actually know what he's saying. 
And so Vegas they, had, they take it as just a, a hype video that never ends. Vegas had him at four, and then they just kept. He, he just hasn't stopped yelling, and they're like, "Fuck, put it at six. <laughs> That's what happened. This guy just yelled screamed. At this guy just screamed a win and a half into Vegas. It's unbelievable. If you yell enough at somebody, eventually they're going to give you whatever you want because they just don't want to hear you yelling anymore. That's what's happened in Vegas. <laughs> they're like, "Fuck you, man! Actually, you stop actually, yelling. We'll give you a game and a half." <laughs> Jess, we should not be. It's actually, it's actually children that do that, and we don't want to. We don't want to teach children that. Please but don't. you do have a point. But you do have a point. I are you going? Are you going strong, over? There's the no chance under. you're going over. I have kids. I've yelled at my kids. They've yelled back at me. I understand what this is all about. It's a ploy. It's a game, Dan Campbell. I've caught on to you, sir. I'm taking you the under. There's, out. No, there's no way the Detroit Lions even sniff six games. This is a fucking three or four win team. Jared Goff yeah. is the quarterback. Jared Goff is the quarterback. Dan Campbell is the coach. This, thank you for thank you for beating me to the baby hands. It's only it's only been hey listen we've been doing this show for ten years. The guys' hands haven't gotten bigger. No, they don't. Sorry guys, um, this this reeks of a fucking three win team. I'm insulted at the fact that fucking Vegas even has them in a five and a half. Ugh. This is a this is a three or a fucking four win team, and when they go to fire Dan Campbell, he yells at him, and he keeps his job for another year. Um, the Steelers, He's so, so intense, <laughs> it's fucking intensity. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a seven and a half across the board. I do see him as a six and a half on some, so we're gonna stick him at seven. <clears throat> this number feels low. I don't care who their fucking quarterback is. You want to talk about a coach? You want to talk about a coach who I they, I'll. Fucking drink, take all that medicine. I'm drinking all the fucking Kool Aid. I'm taking all the medicine, and I'm fucking eating all the cereal. Um, Steelers are seven and a half, Jess. I don't know who the fuck their quarterback <laughs> is. I don't know who the fuck their quarterback is. is it this is a money grab. So look, whether you, I, you know, uh, I, I honestly can't think of their backup quarterback. I think uh, uh, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, rookie, rookie out of Pittsburgh. It's like, yeah, so, I cannot stop. They, they okay. keep, I, you have I keep hearing start this kid now, and there's no chance Tomlin does that. You have Mitchell Trubisky. He will start the year as the, the number one quarterback from Pittsburgh Steelers. And Trubisky is a good enough quarterback to check down 25 times a game, maybe toss a floater across the middle that, you know, that gets, you know, caught. They got a lot he, of talent. They got can, a lot of talent. He can run a little bit. He's a little bit mobile. Uh, he he was like what the number two pick of his draft or something out of North Carolina. Kid got drafted way crazy high. Mike Tomlin, and this is the feedback or piggyback off what Jay was saying. Mike Tomlin is good for seven games. The the yeah, the, the energy exactly. and the offense that they have on this football team. They're, they're geared up. They're ready to go. The Big Ben days are long gone. They don't have to worry about that anymore. They can move on. Whether it's 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 probably not geared up towards Trubisky, more towards Pickett, but whatever quarterback, the team is happy, they're energized, they're ready to go. I'm taking the crazy over. This team's good for nine wins at least. Um, Mike Tomlin, is not, he, Mike Tomlin will not fail the city of Pittsburgh. There's no I, under, I understand the AFC North is tough, but yeah, a million they'll be better than the Browns. There's fucking two coaches in the league that will their teams to being over 500 every year. It's the Patriots and Bill Belichick, and it's the Steelers and Tomlin. 1, the guy doesn't have fucking losing years. They're going to win eight or nine games, and I don't give a fuck who the quarterback is. They're going to run those two running backs into the fucking ground. Those receivers are going to make plays off of play action. 
Mitchell has happy feet and he'll get out of the pocket and make enough fucking plays. Um, let me say this, Jess. And I, I want to fucking plant my flag on this right now. Here we go. I would not be surprised if Mitchell Trubisky ends up a pro bowler this year. And I don't fucking love the guy. I've been sitting here beating the guy up, you know, partially because, uh, you know, shout out to boy Chris W. Powers again. He's been Bears quarterback, but partially because he's he's been bad. But with these receivers and running backs that can catch the ball, and just like you said, the checkdowns, those checkdowns, those are numbers. Those numbers equate. I could see a scenario where at the end of the year, the guy's got over 4,000 yards pass and over 30 touchdowns, 35 touchdowns, and he just goes, he just doesn't be in the Pro Bowl. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I'm going over. I'm fuck going over. Built for Mitchell Trubisky. The checkdowns, the, ru- the, the running, catching, uh, running backs. They've got a couple big uh, red zone uh, targets for tight ends. All their offensive guys are playmakers. They don't need to go deep down the field and make one-handed grabs. They can take a five, six, seven-yard pass and then get twenty yards off and of be that. Be gone. Yeah. Everyone's talking about that uh, rookie wide receiver, and I am once again here to tell you, I'm drinking that Kool Aid too. That kid, Pickens, that, is good. That, that kid's gonna be special. <clears throat> All right, um, the New York Football Giants. Here's a weird one, Jess. Six and a half, seven. Seven and a half, eight and a half. Woo. Yeah. And eight and a half at more than one website. So I'm going to land this at seven. Um, This is a division that can easily beat each other up because they're just all stinky. Over (laughs) under seven wins for the New York football giants. Uh, basically they're the New York football Buffalo bill giants. Cause like they, they took like half their staff from Buffalo last year. Oh. Uh, Brian Dable went to go be head coach. Uh, Joe Schoen <laughs> left Buffalo as GM. They have like the new, like little, it used to be Buffalo Carolina connection. Now it's like the Buffalo New York giants connection. Yeah, like the NFC, every, everybody Bills. we've released three players. The giants have picked up two of them. So Brian oh. Dable's trying to keep like an in-house type, type atmosphere. And I know that uh, a lot of guys. guys and Hey man, I like the way Dable runs this place. It's way more loose, you know, there's energy. It's a different kind of energy. It's good stuff. Not like the, you know, the coach that we've had in the last couple of years. Uh, but just to, to put it like seven game. I think the Giants, uh, if, if uh, are we sending this at seven? Yep. If we're sending it at seven, I'm taking the under. I, I hate to do it to Brian Dable. He, he's a he's a, a clinical offensive guy on the field. Like he can he sees things happen. He puts plays together that work. But Daniel Jones is not Josh mm-hmm. Allen. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Justin Herbert. He's Daniel Jones. He's got the most plain Jane vanilla name in the in the NFL. That's exactly how he plays football. Oh, wow. Daniel Jones is is mediocre, average quarterback. He belongs in the NFL, so but not as a starting quarterback. If I were Brian Dable, I would start Tyrod Taylor. Ooh, you're a fucking full of hot takes today, aren't you? You have been fucking. Itching and start this podcast. I love where your head's at. Um, that's ballsy as hell, and I would be shocked and awed if they did that. But new coaching regime usually equates to new quarterback. 
Um, I am going to echo your statement. Okay. Starts and ends with the quarterback, especially when you have a average to below average team. That's the only way you're usually going to increase your wins. Your defense isn't anything to brag about. It'll have its moments where it looks good because it's playing against the weekend of C East. Um, I am going under, I think that again, to echo your sentiment, Daniel Jones is a great athlete who can throw a football well, and that doesn't equate to being a quarterback or having the full toolkit or essentials to be a quarterback. And there are times you look at him and you go, that guy gets around in the pocket well. And there are times you watch him and you just go, what in the fuck was he doing? What was he thinking? It almost looks like he just, when he goes off script, he just has no clue what he's doing. And that happens frequently when you have a bad offensive line. This isn't easy for me. This this is I don't want to say easy, but this is a six win team. This is yeah. this is the five, five and twelve, six and eleven. We're going under and we're staying inside of the NFC East. The uh Washington Commanders. And I would only I would completely fuck that up and not say commanders unless it was right in front of me. <laughs> Seven and a half, eight. Eight and a half. I see a lot of eight and a halfs. Jess, we're going to land at eight. We're under. I don't like anything about Carson Wentz or this Washington Commanders team. I, Chase, what about Scary Jordan, Terry? Chase Young's already on the shelf for like the third year in a row. Like they got issues, man. Mm-hmm. They have issues, man. Mm-hmm. Eight is a lot. I'm taking the under. I don't care that that whole division, like you said, Jay. That whole division is going to beat each other up. There's there's going to be a a team or two that gets like I'm I'm guessing Dallas and the Eagles will probably be on top of that division somehow. Mm-hmm. The Commanders and the Giants will be low, low, low on the bottom. And uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see both those teams get swept by everybody in that division, except for maybe themselves. I'm taking the under. That's crazy. Yeah, Carson Wentz has in the last four years, three years, he hasn't looked like a starting quarterback. But this is the third opportunity he's going to have to start at quarterback for another team. Um, they traded for him. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm at, What the fuck? This guy, poor Jimmy G. Um, yeah, I'm all out, and uh, I I like Scary Terry. Yes. And if I wanted, if I was looking for a serviceable number one threat wide receiver, like if we're gonna do a little bit more fantasy talk here, if I'm looking for my next, like this guy's gonna be a top five receiver every single week, I think it's gonna be Scary Terry. <clears throat> um, but yeah, this is a six win team. This is a fucking six-win team. The same way the Giants are a six-win team. Uh, I'm going under. Going under. Um, yeah. You know, the last time that Jess and I talked, when we were scratching the surface on doing this podcast, the Cleveland Browns did not have a line at all. They were taking completely fucking off. I was texting Jess in the infamous chat about this and saying the fucking Browns didn't even have a line. Well, now they have a line. And that line is in between seven and a half and eight and a half. And that means we're going to land at eight, Jess. That's absolutely terrible. Um, so things are so bad in Cleveland that you, you transfer, you, like you, you took that moment with Baker when everything was really bad. Everybody's like, damn, it's bad in Cleveland. And then they <laughs> go through the, the Sean Watson thing. They pay him a bazillion dollars to come over just for him to get back. Lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit, all that stuff, right? Okay, so that's bad. Deshaun's out for 
possibly the first 11 games of the season, at least the first six. So now we move on. Now we have Jacoby Brissett saying, damn, you know, it's not hard to not be Deshaun Watson. Like he's literally talking shit on his starting quarterback at a press conference. I just saw that. That's fantastic. Personally, I laugh my ass off. It was it was it was incredibly professional shade. Jacoby's a guy. I love Jacoby Brissett. I know that he's not your your typical starting quarterback, but I I really enjoy Jacoby. He's a professional guy on and off the field. The little jab at Deshaun was hilarious. And then not only that, if you look again, you will see that one of their starting, I can't remember if he's a center or a guard, but he's an all pro. Mm-hmm. Just retired. Eight seasons, <laughs> eight seasons, Steve. JC Treader retires from the NFL. He says, fuck this Cleveland Browns bullshit. <laughs> that's not I ain't had enough of this bullshit. That's not a quote, by the way. But I'm just saying. So now you're losing, guys. You have disruption in the locker room. The Cleveland Browns will lose. They, they will not win more than six games. And they I'm not wow. saying they talent. They got talent, but they will not win more than six games. You're all that under. You're all the way out. Holy shit. Deshaun hey, can come double, back. Deshaun can no, come please, back in three weeks. I watched how he played for season. me, Jess, because I, I think he didn't didn't they all said and done give him eleven games? Can you double check that for me, please? Because I, I, yes, it's I, more than it's fucking more he than comes six. back. Listen to this. And this is gonna talk about forever, but his first game back will be against the Houston Texans. Can you imagine that shit that the NFL pulled? It took us uh, a little over 30 minutes, but uh, shout out those Jacksonville fans, those AEW diehard fans who have branded Deshaun Watson with the you sick fuck chant because he's going to have a hard time ditching that one. Let me tell you, it's going to be rough. Um, Under, taking the under. You, Jess, you, so listen, it took us, what, fucking 10 teams, but here we here we go. I disagree. I'm going over. Um, and here is why, because I think they have enough talent outside of the quarterback position to stay afloat. And if they win three or four of those first 11 games and he comes back and they go five and one or some shit, which is possible. I'm not saying that he comes back and solves everything. And I know people are going to point right to that fucking preseason game and go, look at this. He hasn't played an X amount of years. I get all that, but the guy's still fucking talented and he's still a quarterback. And he, and we all remember how good he was in that fucking playoff game against your bills. And we all know when he's good, he's as good as anybody in the league. And I think that talent's still there, whether he likes to get his, you know, whether he likes to force girls to rub his dick or not. Um, so I'm going over. That's and crazy. It took us a minute. It took us over 10 teams. I like this. But we've made it to the over. And again, I trust the Buff- I say Buffalo. I trust the Cleveland Browns running backs. I do trust that line. And although they did lose a stud, they've still got a pretty good line. And that defense is still pretty good, Jess. The defense is good. The defense will hold them in the games. Uh, the New England Patriots are a fucking strong eight and a half across the board. So I'm going to be fair on this one. Let's set it at eight. Over under for the New England Patriots. And of course, we're going to preference this by saying Jesse hates the New England Patriots. You hate the New England Patriots. I, 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 will, I will surprise you all right now by showing my as, as least non-biasedness as I can possibly show. I believe that the New England Patriots will go over that number. Hmm. 
Wow. And that's it. That's all you're going to say. You got no, nothing else. I Don't even fucking elaborate. Just go right ahead. One, I'll take it. One, one, one thing. The stories on Mac Jones and him not having a full <laughs> concept of this offense, I firmly believe this is like a Belichickian way to like throw the league off. Mac Jones performed above average last season. He had a fantastic first year in New England with far less talent than what he's going to come into this season with. There's no way there's that big of a drop off. I think that if there is, it won't be uh, it won't be noticeably big enough drop off. And I can see the Patriots winning at least nine games. Yeah, so I'm going to go under. It's back to back disagreements here. Wow, this is crazy. I don't, I'm going to. I thought you were all on Belichick. I love Belichick, and I know I just said that guy can coach eight, he can coach himself blind to eight wins, but this to me feels like a six or a seven win team. I don't think they're going to be better than Miami, uh, and I definitely don't think they're going to be better than Buffalo. Um, I think that this is going to be a this is going to be a this kid gets exposed. They can't protect him. The lack of help at wide receiver. Um, and they're just not going to be able to fucking win games 13 to 10. They're going to be in games against Miami where they got to score more than 20 and they just can't do it. They're going to be in games against Buffalo where they're going to have score more than 20 and they just can't do it. And uh, maybe this kid proves me wrong. I don't believe he does. Um, I'm out. And uh, I, I'm going under. I think this is a seven-win team. I honestly think that they're probably an eight-win team, but we don't push. Pushing's for pussies here, so I'm going under. Um, and there's our second disagreement. It took us wow. a minute. Back-to-back ones. Let's let's back see if we disagree on this one because this one's unique. And I'm gonna I'm gonna set it. You know, they're not gonna, gonna give me a chance. The Las Vegas Raiders. I see eight and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half, eight and a half, and then back-to-back seven and a halves. Therefore, we gotta set this at eight. This division is fucking stacked, Jess. This is the first team in the AFC West, I believe, that I've mentioned. And we're setting them at an eight. So what 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 Vegas insiders all over is basically saying that the Las Vegas Raiders could possibly win eight, nine games and still finish last place. That's what they're saying. That's what this this is that's what this, that's how stacked this division is. I, I don't okay. So first of all, uh I I, I I'm gonna take the over. I, I, I love the Devontae Carr reunion. I think it's going to be a great reunion tour. I think the, uh, Devontae has already proved himself to be the best receiver in the league over the last couple of years. Yes, he's been being thrown to by Aaron Rodgers, who possibly was the best quarterback in the league over the last couple of years. But Carr is going to come in, and he's going to reconnect and, and get that rapport with Devontae, that Fresno State connection. It's going to happen. It's going to pop on the field. You're going to see it. And even if it's not great, Devontae Adams is. So he will make those big one-hand catches. He will make those diving grabs. He will make those turnaround catch-from-behind passes that Carr is throwing a little bit behind him and off to the side. He will make those catches. I think that the Raiders' defense is a little bit better than it was last season, which obviously goes well for a football team. The offensive line got a little bit better. And even though their running back situation is super muddy, I think that Carr, Waller, and Devontae Adams will be enough offense to at least get them to nine games. Yeah, so uh, to wax poetically about the Carr-Adams connections um, that people forget about, first of all, let me preference this by saying if you've never heard this podcast before or if this is the first of ten of these over-unders that you've ever heard, thank you for sticking around this long. I have seen more than a handful of Derek Carr 
to Devontae Adams games live at Fresno State. I was in the stands, and I remember at that time thinking, I've been to live college games, I've been to live NFL games, and I can tell you with full confidence, that is a pro throwing to another pro. That was way before any, that is way before anyone anticipated Devontae Adams would be this good. Now, another thing here is, and I see a lot of people on television doing this, and they're fucking up. They're not doing their research. They talk about where there needs to be this reconnection established between the two of these guys. These guys are best friends. They throw the football during the offseason together. They throw the football together when they're hanging out in their backyards because they're friends like that. So it's not some, well, they haven't thrown a football together for four or five years. No, these guys work out together in the offseason, and they perfect each other. So I, it's to me, the connection is already going to be there. Uh, but to your point, to piggyback off your point, it's not just what Adams is going to be doing. It's now going to be what Waller the baller is able to do, what Jacobs is able to do catching the ball out of the backfield or in the play action scenarios where he doesn't take the play action but then takes the screen off of it. Uh, in those scenarios where the where this other individual you mentioned is over across the middle, this team's going to be good offensively. Uh, defensively is where it's going to be interesting. And they are going to be in shootouts in the AFC West. It's a high number in the AFC West to me. <laughs> I, I, I honestly trust them a little bit more than I do the Chargers. So I am going over only because I know I'm probably going to go under on the Chargers and then probably over on the other teams. Um so I'm going over, but I'm saying this with a lot of hesitation. We've reached the portion where I'm going to be hesitating on some of these, which is good. Uh, Jess, the Miami Dolphins across the board here are about an eight and a half. I am seeing nine at one website. I'm seeing seven and a half at others. Therefore, we're going to stick it right at eight. The Miami Dolphins over under eight. Yeah, uh, Finns fans, uh, hashtag Finns up. You all are the most annoying fan base. Oh, <laughs> you like to say that my Bills Mafia, hashtag Bills Mafia, is, is annoying, but you guys are, are extremely annoying. So we'll give you this this offense with Tyreek, uh, with Gasecki, if he actually sticks around. I've heard that, that there, there might be trade talks surrounding their, their, their young stud tight end. There's other players on that team, Jalen Waddle, some of these young guys. This team is built for Tua's not-so-rocket of an arm. He doesn't need to cannon the ball 70 yards down the field. All he has to do is shoot it 15 yards, 6 yards, a 3-yard dump off, and he's yep. got the fastest receivers in the NFL <laughs> to take mm-hmm. care of the rest of the field. So this offense, if done right by, I believe his name is Mike Daniels, the, the new the kid. young uh, Bean County. The kid. The kid. If he does this right, he will make Tua look like an all-pro by the end of the season without Tua having to throw the ball all across the field like a Brady or like a Rodgers or like a Mahomes. He will just simply dump off the ball where need be and let the playmakers make plays. This is more than an eight-win team. I will take the over Oof. with this Miami Dolphins. So here's why I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Because <laughs> no first-year rookie coach that was not brought up within the organization feeds over and is 
highly successful. They might have some success, but in my opinion, nine wins is, is highly successful. Ten wins your first year. I mean, who the fuck's doing that as a, as a, as a rookie coach? It just, it's unheard of. Um, this is a seven-win team, possibly eight, and the ceiling to me feels like nine. So, I, I, again, we don't push. I'm going under. I don't trust their defense. And I think it's going to be interesting when they have those games where Tua struggles. Because he's going to have those games. He's just going to have games. Every quarterback in the league has a game where they struggle. But when he if he has two or three games where he struggles, that'll be interesting. I'm a Tua guy. I believe, and you know this, Jess, I I believe Tua will be a successful quarterback in the league. Now, to what success? I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be Russell Wilson. I don't know if he's going to – I don't know. But I do think he's going to have some success, and I see Tua's upside more of the more of that upper echelon of quarterbacks and less than that bottom tier, you know, bottom 15, more of a top 15 guy. But, yeah, that's a lot of fucking wins for a first-year coach. I'm out. I'm taking the under. That's crazy. I will say this. Another interesting thing, now that you mentioned that, is along with Tua's struggles, how will Tyreek Hill respond? He's not used to struggling. Tyreek's used to Patrick Mahomes slinging that rock 35 mm-hmm. times a game. No, no look passes behind and, the back passes. And I'm not five fifty, fifty five yard passes downfield. What's gonna happen? I understand this, Jess. And and to piggyback off of what your point, and this is what I want to reiterate. I believe you're right here. This is where it'll get interesting. Is this kid from the 49ers, he's an offensive genius, right? But is he Andy Reid? Is he Andy Reid's offensive uh, assistant whose name escapes me, who's been um, in fucking every head coaching job? His name's come up for the past four or five years. Uh, Be enemy. Is, is, he, is he that level of a coach? He's fucking young. And that's what I keep trying to um, emphasize. And if you remember, uh, God, who was it? Josh McDaniels. Wasn't it Josh McDaniels' first year? Or one of these guys, they just got absolutely creamed their first year in Oakland. They were bad. They got fired. And ended up now, of course, in hindsight, they ended up being, doing all right and being all right. But you give the reins to a coach that fucking young. He's going to he's gonna walk in that locker room he's and no ask sh- for respect from guys that have been playing in the league for 10 or 12 years and could bench press him 40 times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got the point. It's a great point. Dude, if they you lose four or five fucking games in a row, which could happen, if that kid's going to walk in there, and have enough respect to talk to those fucking players that have played for 10, 12 years and garner that respect. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. There, there's, there's, there's truth to that point. Oh, thank you. The, the Nolan Saints are strong eight and a half across the board. I see them as high as nine and a half. I am not going to set that at nine. I feel like that's way too fucking high in the interest of keeping this competitive. I want to set it at eight. The New Orleans Saints over under eight, Jess. Uh, I think that I don't know why I'm, I'm really confused as to why uh, the New Orleans Saints have been getting so much love. I actually saw uh, 
I, I don't know. I can't remember the uh, website, but somebody actually had them predicted to go to the Super Bowl. Jesus. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, the love that New Orleans is getting right now is absolutely insane, especially when uh, I'm not even sure if Jameis is, is uh, fully healed up from his, his injury. Uh, they, they have no backup quarterback outside of him. Uh, they, they do have, of course, the, the stalwarts of the team. You know, they got your Michael Thomas's back. You got your Alvin Kamara and, and some of these other playmakers, and that's great. I, I'm looking forward to their season. Uh, I think that Jameis Winston is still that guy. He's that guy. He's that guy who's going to go throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. It's, it's just going to be the same thing. You know, eye surgery or not, like – I'm so glad. It took you a minute to get there, but I was waiting for you to get there. LASIK or not, man, that's just who Jameis is. He's a wild guy, man. He, he and, and that's no slight, okay? Please get, don't – I like Jameis Winston. I think as a quarterback, he's, he's got a job in the NFL for the next 10 years. Some team somewhere is always going to want a Jameis Winston on the team. But he's just too irrational with his play. He will have a game where he throws five touchdowns, no picks. Looks like an all-pro. Put him in the Hall of Fame right now. Next week, he throws six picks, fumbles twice, runs to the locker room because the shoes are untied and he's got to go get new cleats, and then nobody sees him for the rest of the game. Like You just don't know which Jameis Winston you're going to get. I, I do think that they're talented enough to go over that eight wins, but I'm not sure how much more. He's going to eat that W. Don't forget, yeah. Jameis is going to eat that W. Yeah, the eight's high. I, I mean, unless they're, unless they're assuming that they're going to sweep um, Atlanta and sweep Carolina, and that gives them four wins, and then maybe they split with Tampa Bay, which I doubt that'd be five wins. I'm not drinking that fucking Kool-Aid. I'm out. I'm out on the Saints. I'm going under. I'm in total agreement with you here. I don't know where Jameis is going to be. Jameis's best year was when Peyton was there, I believe. Peyton's not there. I is um, Michael Thomas is he going to actually be fucking relevant this year? Hasn't he had two years, maybe three years, where he's done absolutely nothing? I hope I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's two years of almost no play time in that last season. And I know he was injured. Did he have some personal shit? Or there's a lot of COVID stuff. I believe he even ran into where he was was, like, "I'm not going to play. I'm going to take." Yeah, which of course, fucking who are we to judge? But it's just the whole fucking thing's weird. Um, I'm under. This feels like an easy under to me. I don't like the NFC South. I think they're a weaker division, and so this makes it easy for me. That's an under. I think that the I think that Carolina will be better will be better than them. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, strong eight and a half. Wild card. I am fucking seeing a nine and a half in there. So let's get fucking weird. Let's go nine for Arizona. Then the NFC West. Oh boy. Okay, I like this. No. Uh, over under nine. Yeah, crazy. Uh, crazy thing about Arizona, I have a, one of my best friends down here. He has adopted Arizona as like his state of favorite team. So he, he roots for the, the Suns. He roots for the Cardinals. He's very passionate about these teams. Uh, him and I, we, we've been going back and forth trading each other's schedules. He, he gave me the card schedule. I gave him Buffalo schedule. I looked over the Cardinals schedule. I said, damn. Even he admittedly said, man, I just hope for eight wins. This schedule is brutal. The NFC West schedule is brutal. I went, I was with a buddy, and we went over the entire NFC West schedule. Everybody in the NFC West has a brutal fucking schedule. They, they will eat each other alive in that division. I think if you're going to set the number at nine, I'm taking the under. Because just going over their schedule, just just with my own eyes, like two days ago, I said they they had eight 
Max wins. So I, I'm going with the under there. I'm going to go opposite. How about that? I like Arizona, I like Arizona this year. I think they're sneaky good. I think they are a ten win team. I think they're going to go ten and seven. Um, I'm in. I'm going Arizona. I am. I drink. I'm still drinking that Kyler juice. I'm still not happy that he left the A's to pursue football, especially as bad as fucking we are. But uh, I think he's very good. I think he's a top ten quarterback when he's on his shit. I think that they've done a great job of building that offense around him. Who's that old ass running back? They use like they use like three old running backs where it's like they have a combined like twenty five years in the league between the three of them or some shit. It's like fucking who do they have? It's like Adrian Peterson. It's like fucking who do they have? I forgot what's on my head. It's the old Steelers running backs that have like heart issues. They have fucking they have, or yeah, they cancer bunch of guys. Uh, I'm in for the over. And doesn't Arizona have a bunch of really good guys on defense? You got your boy. Uh oh. They got JJ Watt. They do have JJ, and oh my, JJ's got his uh, his official uh, NFL dad bod back this year. Oh boy, so, that's an that's an easy over. Yeah. Uh, I I like Arizona. I'm going with the ten. I think Arizona is going to be a player. Um, the Tennessee Titans, very weird, sneaky. Let me tell you this: how sneaky Vegas is. Seven and a half, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. I want to land this at eight over under. The real question we should be asking is which quarterback will get them over the eight. Mm. Malik Willis has been looking pretty oh, hot. Don't do preseason. Yeah. I'm just God. saying. You're just so saying. ballsy. All right. So we all know that Ryan Tannehill is going to be the starting quarterback. He will be the starting quarterback from guys. Pretty one. fucking good. Jess. He will be the starting quarterback through the end of the season, whether it ends in the playoffs or, or they don't make the playoffs. He will be the starting quarterback. Through the rest of his contract, at yeah. least. Let's not get that mixed up. I like Malik Willis. I liked him uh, coming out of a small school like that. You kind of have your curiosity about how he's going to handle the big league life. Preseason is preseason. I, Jay and I were just talking about preseason, how it's overblown. Everybody talks so much shit about preseason, what's going on. You can't pick a Super Bowl favorite out of preseason. You just can't. It's impossible. Uh, I like Tennessee. I think that uh, their division is winnable for them. I think that uh, – um, what it's going to be basically between them and uh, what the uh, Baltimore Ravens, mm, if even. Uh, I, I think that Tennessee, uh, uh, if you set the what we set the bar at nine, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm taking the over on that. I think Tennessee is a good football team, they're no worse than they were last year <clears throat> and no worse than they were the year before when they were you know a game away from the ASC championship. So, easily over the nine wins. Yeah, I disagree because they lost uh, the receiver whose name escapes me, who now plays for the Eagles. For Woods. Oh, AJ. AJ uh, I'm an enormous AJ Brown. Brown guy, and uh, I'll I'll blow him when we get to the Eagles. But uh, they traded for Robert Woods. I think that's a, a it's a yeah. Robert Woods is the fucking the definition of off injured and possession fucking receiver. I do not. I that is not an upgrade of that position. That is a downgrade. Um. I mean, they still might have the best running back in the league, and I'm a Tannehill yeah. guy. They scheme incredibly well offensively, uh, and their defense is stout. You haven't used that yet, Jess, so I'm going to use it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this feels like a nine-win team to me, to be honest. I, uh, we're not going to push. Oh, Jesus. Do I go under on this one? I think I'm going under. 
to go over. I'm, I'm no, I'm going under. I'm going under. I don't think they're a ten win team. I don't trust them as a fucking ten win team. I think they're closer to an eight win team than they are a ten win team. And and we're not pushing at a nine. So I'm going under with the Tennessee Titans. I think this is this is an off year, and the AFC West is going to be so fucking stacked that they're probably, they they may be on the outside looking in. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, and this is a weird one. Eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. So we're gonna stick that bitch right at nine, over under Jess. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> Outside of any big games, including the playoffs, I love the Minnesota Vikings. I think Justin. No shit. I think Justin Jefferson is is if he's a top five receiver in this league. He he can do some things that guys who have been in this league for ten years can't do at the receiver position. He's he's an amazing young talent. Kirk Cousins is he 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 is the smartest man in football. He has somehow swindled his way through guaranteed money contract after guaranteed money contract, including this season, making a buzz, signing a one-year fully guaranteed contract for some crazy number like $70 million or something. (laughs) This guy is amazing, and he's not too shabby on the football field unless he's got to drive. Uh, to to make a game winning drive, then he's not so good. Burying that the Vikings will win ten to eleven games. It's their average. Ooh. They will do their part. They'll put up a good offensive show. But when it comes to winning a big game, or when it comes to getting into the playoffs and winning that game, <clears throat> that's where Kirk Cousins comes up short. But as far as over under, taking the over. Yeah, I really i I want to love Minnesota as much as you do. And again, this to me is a offensively they can put up juggernaut numbers when their receivers and their running backs are just clicking. They've still got those two stead running backs. They've got great wide receivers. And like you mentioned there, that quarterback can make plays. Um, Don't know if I trust their defense and don't know if they, well, they could be second in the NFC North, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go under because nine wins just seems like a lot to me. And again, I just don't feel like they are a 10 win team. So I'm going to go under on this one. The representatives of the AFC in the Super Bowl, and I'm talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, are a eight and a half, nine and a half, as high as a 10. So we're going to set that bitch right at nine, Jess, over under for the Cincinnati Bengals. That is such a tough-ass conference. It's going to be such a tough conference. Mm-hmm. I, think that, I, I still think the Ravens will find a way to, to win that, that division. Uh, I know people are thinking I'm crazy, but Lamar Jackson's got to have a bounce-back year. He's got – Contract year. Contract year. He's got to make that money. Uh, uh, John Harbaugh is not going to let him fail. Or, or John, yeah, John. Uh, the defense is, is uh, to quote my good friend Jay Stout – very stout. Stole that from you. I'm always, you. always a fantastic defense. Always a top five defense over there in Baltimore. And uh, they may not have uh, playmakers on the outside, but they've got Mark Andrews and a couple other wide uh, uh, tight ends. Uh, one that's a uh, uh, rookie out of Georgia, Isaiah Likely, uh, who has been making waves in the preseason. Obviously, I just said don't count preseason, but he's still making catches. He's making plays. And Lamar Jackson will always be Lamar Jackson. He can still throw the ball deep, maybe not always with the accuracy, but if you don't feel comfortable throwing the ball, he's going to take off running and make you look stupid in the open field when he cuts up and down like a damn video game. So I, I got, I'm going to take the over. I think the, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they, they, they're over that number. 
Bengals. Uh, Bengals, uh, Bengals. Oh, I'm talking. I'm looking yeah. at me. I'm going on about Baltimore. I love I them. No, the we're going to get to Baltimore. No, uh, we'll get to Baltimore here in a moment. Uh, to go against happen. Cincinnati real quick, now that I've already gone and blown uh, Harbaugh and company, uh, the Bengals, I think, did a, a smashing job going from like a four-win team to a, a Super Bowl team. I, I think that's insane. Uh, they drafted well. Burrow comes back. He's super healthy. That defense plays uh, with a lot of heart. Throw in some more of those, uh, you know, prop words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the, the running back, Joe Mixon, when he's on, he's just as good as any running back in the league. But when he's off, he's not so great. Uh, Burrow is going to be caught up with this year. Defenses are going to be running and gunning for him. Uh, but you still got Jamar Chase out there who can make a, just as many catches as uh, Justin Jefferson, who I was just talking about with the Minnesota Vikings. And they do have some other playmakers on on the offensive side of the ball. I don't expect them to make it back to the Super Bowl. Jay and I had spoken about this on several Mm -hmm. podcasts ago. When you have that boost and you just go from zero to 100, then everybody looks at you. Everybody eyeballs you. They all plan for you. I don't expect them to get that far this year. Uh, but if you're setting the the if you're setting the number at nine, I believe was that the number you were putting that at? That is the number. I feel that they are more of an eight win team than a ten win team in that division. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's with the under. And that's honestly where I'm going to. Difficult to get back to the mountaintop when you've been there. And as you mentioned, they are going to be uh, on the list on every team here because everybody wants to beat the team that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. I am going under. They will win seven or eight games. I can see their ceiling being 10, but I I just don't see it happening again in that tough division. Um, The Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, and here we go again with the weird numbers in the NFC East. I see nine and a half. I see ten and a half. That's insane. I am not (laughs) going to sit this bitch at 10. I'm sorry. Uh, We're going to sit it right at nine. And the Good. Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, over under. Um, I again, this is like one of those like I don't necessarily think that they'll win eight games, but they feel more like an eight win team than a ten win team. I can't go ten. I just can't. I got to take the under. I still think they come in second place in that division. I think that you know the team will eventually get to in that division. Your Dallas Cowboys. I think they will will come out on top. But I, I don't think that they're as good. I don't think A.J. Brown makes Jalen Hurts that much better, considering if you look at A.J. Brown's numbers, they're not eye-popping numbers, okay? I, I, I'm saying that, you know, definitely a change of scenery can change that, but he was never really, you know, the number one guy in all offensive, you know, statistical categories. So Jalen Hurts and co. will win some games, but to me they feel more like eight wins than they do ten. So this is where you and I disagree. I'm going to go over. I think the Eagles are a 10-win team this year. I, again, love A.J. Brown. Uh, I think to jump back into some fantasy talk, if you can get Jalen Hurts anytime after the eighth round, you should, because I think he is going to be a top three to five quarterback every single week, and I would not be surprised if he is in the – um, MVP stat hero type argument here when we get to the end of the year or when we're looking at MVPs, people just go, yeah, but do you see Hurts numbers? Because now we, he, he's got talent around him. Um, I, this is a 10-win team in a, in a bad division. They're going to go 10-7. and seven. Um, I'm going over. Jess, how about them Cowboys? 
and they have Dallas 10, 10 and a half, and I see some eight and a halfs on the backside. So I am going to go nine over under the Dallas Cowboys. Those eight and a halfs are from reporters from Philadelphia, huh? I'm telling you, I mean, bias assholes. After I think that. it's fair. I don't think it's fair. <laughs> Eight and a half is not fair. That offense is good. Uh, like I said, I just got done saying, I think the Dallas Cowboys win this, this division. I think uh, it'll be tough. There'll be some wins where they, they let slip away some losses they'll overcome and they'll, they'll, they'll get a win over a top tier type team. But overall, I, I definitely think that the Dallas Cowboys win their division. I think, uh, ceiling for philly is 10 i think the ceiling for dallas is 11 but i think if you're going to put the over or under at nine i'll take the over yeah so i hate dallas this year and i love um, Dak prescott everybody knows that everybody knows that. I, I think dallas is going to be bad this year i think they're a seven win team this year i i don't understand how they cannot improve in the draft how they can not improve at wide receiver how their offensive line can get worse and uh, outside of their defense, how anyone can expect Diggs to have the year that he had last year. It's impossible. Um, I, this is going to be a bad team. Um, I, I, I don't want to say a bad team, but they're not going to be great. They're going to be average at best. I think their ceiling is 10 wins. I think they are a seven win team and the optimistic cowboy fan in me, I am good with them losing five of their first six games, them fire McCartney, McCarthy, and then getting Sean Payton in there as soon as possible. Lord the never. quicker we get Sean Payton in there, the quicker we can actually get to winning and actually turning the ship around. They ain't turning shit around with McCarthy. The guy is a puppet. The guy is a stooge. And in my opinion, this is a bad Dallas Cowboys year. And this is a wasted Dak year. And the sand in the hourglass is turned over for Zeke. And we are going the wrong way there, too. Um, I'm going under for the Dallas Cowboys. Doom and gloom, pessimistic fucking Jay is in the building. <laughs> I like Pollard, by the way. I think they should trade Zeke, get some draft capital, and then let that Paul- could happen. That's what Dak, I think. Mean. That could happen. But Jay Jones loves his guys. That could happen. The Denver Broncos. Nine and a half, tens, and I see 11 and a half, Jess. I am going to set this at a 10. Over under for the Denver Broncos, 10 wins. This is where I'm going to get wild. Oh, here we go. Right now, right now. Mile high. Get ready. Because you're going to come in third place in that division. <laughs> The Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders will surpass you this season. They will win more games than you. Yeah, actually, you might be the That yeah, I, that would make them bad. Depends, that way, it depends on where I charges. place the Chargers. It depends on where I place the Chargers. Uh, I, I look, man. I've seen Russ Wilson do some great things. I've seen him win a Super Bowl. I've seen him go to a, you know a, a couple Super Bowls. I've seen him play great teams. I've seen him do well for a long time. But his last couple years in Seattle, man, he just looked miserable. And, yeah, you can blame it on the offensive line or lack thereof. You can blame it on the lack of offensive weapons and, and whatnot that he had out there. Realistically, what it comes down to is uh, Russell Wilson has just lost a step. 
I'm not saying he's wow. terrible. I'm Jesus. not shit. But he's still a top ten cube. You I'm are on fire. You're on fire. He's lost a step. You're and him going into Denver with a bunch of really young guys and having to and like everybody's making you know like seriously, people have made a big deal out of it. They're like uh, one one athlete said, "I've never seen a player wear his own jersey." I love these takes. I no, mean, I, think, I mean, look, whether it's blown out of proportion or not, like when you got like veteran athletes going, damn, I ain't never even wore my jersey to a, you know, a, a, a practice. I, I guarantee you, I know there's an NBA player that wears his own jersey out. I can't remember who the fuck it is. Probably Ron Artest. But there, I guarantee you, I know for a fact, because I've heard the stories of the guy wearing his own number out. And people were like, that's obnoxious. And my rebuttal to that was, that guy earned it because he's a pro athlete and I'm not. Athlete, yeah, where is it? Uh, he also drove his like $80,000 Hummer onto the field. So like, I mean, what I is, what is, what is his, weird stuff. what is, what is his catchphrase? What is his go-to? He has a catchphrase like a, like a wrestler. Now. I didn't What's even his... know Russ had a catchphrase. That makes Is me... it giddy up? Is it mount up? Mount Regulators up? mount up? Let's ride. Yeah, that's what it is. You let's did ride. It. You, let's ride. That's Dead. what Josh Allen wrote on his jersey. His, let's ride. Oh, I can't believe it. He's going to go with that. Can we buy, can <laughs> we get let's ride shirts? Can we do, can you make a shirt, Jess, that says that of the sports I, show? And on the back, it just says let's ride. Let's ride. I'm making it happen. Yeah. I love it. Uh, what, you, number, what, you, number, okay. what number? So we, you're going? Are you going under? Because you because you, you're urinating on uh, on this. I am. I, I, I again. I, I just don't. I don't believe in their running backs. I, I know that Javon running Taylor, backs are good. I, I Melvin Gordon. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, he's really good. Uh, they're 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 suitable. They're not really yeah. good. I don't know. That wow. offensive line is suitable. The offensive players as he has <laughs> the wide receivers are good. He has some running gun guys, but I'm taking the under. I, I just don't think that that first year in Denver is going to be as good as everybody. So expected. Denver won what eight or nine games last year. That's right? about what they'll win this year. Oh wow! You're not even going to let me make the comparison, and they got an upgraded quarterback, which is the most <laughs> important position. They're not going to win ten games. Jess, That's you're you are so brutal right now. Anyway. Let's ride. Let's ride. Um, so yeah, you and I are in disagreements on this one. This is a ten. I figured we would be. This is a 10-win fucking team. Um, I I think this is a 10-win team with a ceiling of 11 or 12. Who fucking Their defense is good. They got a bunch of young, talented guys. When you got a defense with a bunch of guys, a bunch of no-name guys, that means you're usually really good because you're not you don't got selfish guys, that's spotlight guys like fucking digs. Um, yeah, they were they had below average play at quarterback all year last year, and they fucking won they went above 500 you put russ there he does it now jesse first of all you are right he has declined a little bit and you always want to wonder when a scrambling quarterback begins to decline where where that ends what's the end game because their arms don't get better they get worse but when when the feet when you lose the speed um but but man Russ has fluidity about him that is just that it just reminds me of Vic where he just he's able to get out of trouble like nobody's business. I wish Dak could do the same thing. Um, Josh Allen's got a little bit of it, but he's just a bigger dude too. Yeah, uh, I'm going over again, and I'm going to use the same thought process I used to warm this bitch up. They were a right around 500 team last year, 
and I couldn't even tell you who the fuck their quarterback was. Wasn't it Brock? Kyle it was, Brock? It was, it was the two same quarterbacks that are in Seattle right now, Geno Smith and uh, Drew Luck. Mm-hmm. It, okay, so it was Locke, and then wasn't it like Mark Rippon, oh, his um, nephew there, but he was getting fucked up all the time, so they throw him yeah, off the uh, Rip. Well, Rippon, I believe, is still playing somewhere. I'm not sure where. I think I he still- like. I think he cleaned it up. I think he tightened it up. He is in the NFL. And then we had a um, – oh, man, why am I forgetting his name? Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. Would you please name this podcast when we're done? And if you had to write this down, write it down. 10th anniversary <laughs> over-unders. Let's ride. Let's ride. I'm I, I know there's probably a thousand Let's Ride podcasts out Let's there. Ride. I don't care. It's, it's funny. <laughs> uh, this is a weird one, Jess. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are a nine and a half, a 10, an 11 and a half. Jeez. We're going to stick them at 10, over under 10. Uh, I, I really want your opinion after I give uh, my over under on Trey Lance. The, this this rise, yeah. meteoric rise to stardom, I feel, is so unwarranted. But I want you're you got the California vibe, so I want you to tell me what some of your buddies are talking about as far as Niners are concerned. <laughs> I think if uh, if I'm saying the 49ers are either an 11 win team or a nine win team, I'm going with the nine win, so I'm going to take the under. I think that that division will not be great, but I think that between the Cardinals and the Niners, they will eat themselves up a little bit. I wouldn't even be surprised to see a Seattle Seahawks team slide a win into San Francisco somehow. And I don't see San Francisco beating the Rams at all. So I just 10, 11 wins sounds like so much for such a young 49ers team. You know, when somebody um, can come in the room with a lot of energy and sell you on something that you probably don't want to do. And you like, they're just like, yeah, man, let's, let's go to this bar down the street and I'm going to pay and you ain't got to worry about it. We're going to have a good time. We'll be there maybe maybe hour, hour and a half. I don't know. Let's just go fucking have some fun. Let's go check out some chicks. Let's go fuck watch a game. Let's do this. Well, yeah, let's just roll. Come on, let's roll. Let's get my car. Let's go. And you just kind of reluctantly go. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it. Shit. (laughs) That is how every San Francisco 49ers fan responds when I ask them. How you feeling about Trey Lance this year? How you feeling? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, should be good. Should be, should be okay. <laughs> fucking reluctant. They don't know. Nobody knows. Um, this team was a fucking few drives away from the Super Bowl last year, and uh, now they're gonna run a kid out there that this quarter, this coach has went all in. All the way the fuck in. All in. And um, listen, again, I'm just going to go with the law of averages. Second-year quarterbacks usually don't come in and win 10 games. It's fucking rare, and it's happened less times, a lot less times, and it actually has fucking happened. The law of averages says no. I know Debo is still an amazing athlete, and I know that the running backs are good, and Ayuk is good, and they're you know, fucking Bosa is a defensive player of the year candidate every year, and they got better on defense. They added a kid next to him, but um, 10 wins is a lot in the NFL, and we talked about that division. like That, that division's tough, and we talked about their schedule. Their schedule's tough. No, dude, I'm out. Under. 
And they just lost an offensive coach who's, you know, supposed to be this great mind. I'm going under. They're going to win eight or nine games. Just weird one. I don't like this one at all. Somebody else must love it. Uh, Vegas. And the numbers are going from nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven and a half. This might be the Pat McAfee effect. The Indianapolis Colts. Wow. I'm going to set it. I know. I'm going to set it at ten. I mean, uh, first of all, that division is rough. Telling you, I mean, we you talk about the NFC West. I mean, this is what the AFC South here, and like it's it's a it's a eater be eaten division. Man, eleven wins—that's strong. Somebody has a lot of faith in Matty Ice. I'm telling you, I, I like I like Matt Ryan just as much as anybody else. And, and I we we were talking about Russ possibly losing a, a bit of a step, especially in his legs. Well, Matty Ice is like a 35, 36-year-old quarterback now. He's played in the league for 15 years. He is definitely <laughs> his fastball, and that happens with time. Father time's a bitch. He never loses. We talk about this in all Never sports. lost. All everything. Father time don't lose nothing. Uh, Matty Ice's time has come. That's why he's not still in Atlanta. That's why they thought that Marcus Mariota of all quarterbacks would be a better fit than Matty Ice. They shipped him out to Indy and he's, he's in Indy now. I think that it's a good spot for him to be. They have playmakers. Uh, They have Michael Pitt. Jonathan Taylor out there is possibly the best running back in the league. Their defense is, is always a real tough play. They play real tough. Uh, uh, Frank Reich is a hell of a coach, hell of a coach, player coach uh, of through and through. Um, but damn, that division is so eater beaten. I, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go ten wins. But man, I'm, no I'm, pushing. No I'm, pushing. I'm not going to push. I'm going to. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I don't think they're an eleven win team. They feel more like a nine win team than they feel like an eleven win team. And I, I don't trust Matty Ice as much as that coaching staff does and Frank Reich's gonna have a little bit of uh he's gonna have some bad receipts he's gonna have bad math if back-to-back years he's brought in quarterbacks these old guys and they ain't amounted to shit um this is a now again I know they're gonna do a lot of Jonathan Taylor and they're gonna eat a lot around Jonathan Taylor and again good slash great defense they'll keep him in games but you're right about the South, and uh, I do agree with you. These teams are going to beat up on each other, and uh, I like the under. This feels like a nine-win team to me, and I'm not going above that. Man, uh, imagine, imagine going from Philip Rivers, who was old as shit when he was there, uh, to that was his first team after uh, the San Diego mm-hmm. L.A. stuff. Yeah. And then you go from Rivers to I believe there was, was a Wentz, Brissett, and yeah, because then, then Wentz, yeah, and then and, Wentz. And then how you go from Wentz to Matt Ryan? Like you trying to purposely gain, like you know, hire all the oldest quarterbacks in the league? Damn, I think Andrew Luck is like um, sitting on a mountain somewhere, eating a fucking Cliff Bar. There's <laughs> a flying fuck about football. Um, all right. Well, that's where I'm at with that team. I just walked away from the computer like a dumbass, so let me get back up. The Baltimore Ravens, who just spent a lot of time on, 10, 9.5, 10.5, 11.5. We're going to stay right here at that golden double-digit win number of 10. 
Jess, I believe you were going over on the Ravens. I am. I I, I think that the Baltimore Ravens <laughs> win this division. I think that they go mm-hmm. over. I think Lamar Jackson has a bit of a resurgence. Uh, he finds a way to work around the talent that he doesn't have yet again on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of handoffs, a lot of dump off pads, mm-hmm. a lot of Lamar just taking off and running for his life. Yeah. It's better than 95% of any other athlete on the field. And the Baltimore Ravens find a way to squeak out 11-12 wins. Agreed across the board. This is another 11-win team. Harbaugh plus Lamar in a contract year uh, with that tight end who's a monster. The running backs, they do that two or three running back thing. Um, yeah, this is the team. I'm go- I think they win the uh, AFC South. I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, or North, I'm sorry, AFC North and Ravens, uh, 11 wins. So they're going over. The Los Angeles Chargers. I was uh, right next to the stadium when I went to go see AEW Dynamite in LA. I was surprised by how nice the stadium was. The stadium will be hosting WrestleMania next year. I might go, by the way. That's we awesome. We'll see, because it's also, it's also very expensive, but we'll see. Uh, dude, 10 and a half across the board. 10, 10, 10, 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 10 and a half. No one's giving them an 11. Uh, so we're going to stay right there. That golden number, double-digit wins, 10, Jess. Yeah, so uh, I, I think that the uh, – the, the I always want to say San Diego. I feel you. The, yeah. uh, uh, the L.A. Chargers, the L.A. Chargers, Chargers of L.A., uh, they are going to uh, be second place in that division. I see the Raiders being third. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I just shit all over the Broncos. I think the Broncos come in last place in that division. I think all those teams win around nine games or so, a little bit above that as you go up mm-hmm. the ladder. But it's, again, it's an eat-or-be-eaten division full of just absolute killers. All those quarterbacks are killers. The offensive playmakers are killers. The defenses are going to be the what uh, sets these teams apart. And the only thing outside of Patrick Mahomes that's better in that division is the the Chargers defense. That's why I'm putting the Chargers uh, in, in that second place underneath Kansas City. And I do think uh, they uh, have a they have the opportunity to win 11 games. But again, because I think that that division is going to be so tough, and the Chargers don't have the easiest schedule. This mm-hmm. season, I'm going to go with the under, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them win 11 games. I think the Chargers are going to finish last. Woo. I think it's going to be Kansas City, Denver, Oakland, and the Chargers. And they're all going to be hovering right around 10 or 11 wins. This is going to be the team that's going to be right around nine wins. I am going under the Los Angeles Rams. Ten and a half across the board. I see as high as 11 and a half, but majority is 10 and a half. So again, we're going to stick right at that 10. These uh, are the Super Bowl champions over under. Defending Super Bowl champions, kicking off their season against probably the toughest opponent that they could possibly kick their season off against. But at the same time, defending Super Bowl champions. Matt Stafford gets his ring. This The fairy tale is done and over with. It's time to write a new chapter in that book. I think the Rams are a top three team in the league. I don't see why they shouldn't go over in this category. Uh, I see them winning 11, 12 games uh, fairly easily. That schedule is is not the, the toughest schedule that they've faced. I think, actually, they had a tougher schedule last season. 
And uh, we all seen them have to come back and, and make big plays late in the season to win those games. But they did it. This team is just as good. They got a little bit better. They went and got themselves Bobby Wagner. They went and got themselves some other playmakers in the offense. They went and got a uh, – I can't remember the uh, the the wide receiver. They uh-huh. got somebody good. His name escapes me as well. Yeah, a kid out of Chicago. They got someone to replace Woods. Uh, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. So uh, Robinson man. replaces Woods. It's it's a great – That's an upgrade. board. Um, the, the team is, is no worse than last year and they won a Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm taking the over. Yeah. Um, Jess, we spent a considerable amount of time talking Matt Stafford last year. And when we were doing our Super Bowl prediction show, our year nine, cause this is year 10, right? Um, we, we, we put that into play. We put. Imagine Stafford in the Super Bowl in LA. The stories were being written. We were like, man, imagine it. And we and we we said it's possible, but we didn't, but neither of us had uh the balls to put our name on it. Um I do not have the balls to put my name on it this year either. Um I be, I agree with you. This is a team that is going to win eleven games. I do think it's gonna be very tough for them to repeat, just because it's tough to repeat, period. Um you look back at that Tampa Bay game, man, they were a Cooper Cup drive away from not winning that game. I mean, Cooper Cup literally won them that game, that last, whatever it was, 30 seconds. Um, I can't, I just don't know if they can pull it out of their ass again, but I am going over for the Rams. The Kansas City Chiefs rolling with my homies. Shout out Brian Black, our boy. Well, it took us uh, 90 minutes to get to shouting him out, but we hope he we hope he's still listening. Um, also, shout out um, Jimmy Evans. Is that a, is that Jimmy's last name? Evans it is Jimmy Evans. Shout out Jimmy Evans. Jimmy Evans, you are one horny man. You put some of the most filthy <laughs> retweets in my timeline. Like it's not even borderline porn. It is straight up pornography. Like with three X's. So shout out to you, young man. Team. Um, Man, we just—it's just good in 2022 to still have young, vigorous, horned men um, surrounding us. Uh, speaking of mid homes, I don't know—is where I was trying to get with our boy Brian was mid homes. Brian was the creator of mid homes, and um, this is going to be the first team that I set at 11 wins, just because it's a lot of 11 and a halfs and a lot of 10 and a halfs. So I feel like 11 is a favorable number for the Chiefs. Over under 11. 11's a big number. You, especially in today's Every NFL, team after this is going to be an 11 by in, the way. In today's NFL like there's I mean it gets it gets thick at the top. There's four it's, teams it's, left and they're going to be 11s. Whew, One, two, okay. Three, so I'm going to I'm going to reluctantly take the over because I do, mm. do believe that the Kansas City Chiefs as may not be as dynamic as in the past when they've had the Tyreeks and the Demarcus Robinsons and the in the in the all these you know the the McCole Hartman. I think that's fair. But they have very good serviceable serviceable players, and they picked up some young talent in the draft. And I think that the running back situation is finally solved. And I think that they understand who they are as they are now. The 2022 slash 23 Kansas City Chiefs, they know who they are. The defense got better. I think the offensive line got better. Patrick Mahomes is still a top three quarterback, if not the best quarterback in the league right now. They will win over the 11 games. That's what I'm taking. I'm taking the over. So, um, yeah, 
this is this is an easy 11 12 win team for me so i'm going to push and go closer to 12 i think their ceiling is 13 and 4 which seems plot, difficult but plausible um i i listen the same way that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Joe Montana made wide receivers around them better. Patrick Mahomes is going to take below average receivers and make them average. He's going to take average receivers and make them above average. He's going to take above average receivers and turn them into pro bowlers. He's going to take pro bowlers and turn them into Tyree kill. Like it's, it's, it is what it is. He's that fucking good. That hasn't changed. They're going to get into shootouts. He's going to win a lot of them. Um, I'm going over the Buffalo Bills. You know what? We're going over with every team after this. So let's save the fucking bills for the end. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. And I see some 10 and a half, but 11 and a half, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, 12 and a half. Woo. So 11's the number. 11 um, number. Give me over under. Uh, I'm taking. I'm taking the over. Uh, I really this this year's Packers team. I really am excited for. If you are a Green Bay Packers fan, I'm really excited for you. Wow. You, have, you have some extremely young, raw, but very talented athletes playing wide receiver and tight end for you right now. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State is like a six foot eight, like young Julio Jones out there just grabbing everything. Now, are there going to be drops? Are you going to experience some times where some of these young guys, you know, aren't necessarily connecting with Aaron on the field? Sure. But as the season gets deep, you're seven, eight, nine, ten games down. These guys are going to be Pro Bowl type wide receivers. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking towards another, another MVP type season. The Packers will roll this season. You watch and see. Yeah, um, I'm in agreement with you to an extent. I think Rodgers is a, you need your hands to be in this position at this moment coming out of your break. He's that type of quarterback. So I I worry about that with such young receivers. But with that said, I am still going to take the over. I am in agreement with you. They've got a relatively decent defense. And Rodgers is going to win shootouts. He's going to be able to score 30 when other teams can only score 27. And they always find themselves in predicaments where he's got the ball there with the, you know, down a score with about a minute left here. So 12 wins, 12 and 5 for the Green Bay Packers. Sounds about right. That division's not too tough. I do think they'll be better than Minnesota. And then I definitely think they'll be better than the other teams in that division. Let's look at the last two teams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Tom Brady apparently was not going to retire and was not doing the mass singer, I believe. Maybe we'll find out at another time. Um, but he's back. Gronk is not. And they are set at 11. Their number does get very unique here, Jess. 11 and a half, 11 and a half, 11 and a half, 12 and a half, 12 and a half. So feel very good at the 11. Over under the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, I uh, and and this is not I don't know about you, but I'm I'm doing this with an uneasy thought. I'm going to take mm. the reluctant reluctantly, reluctantly take yes. the over and here's the reason. 
Tom Brady has spent an overwhelmingly amount of preseason camp time away from the team, which is very abnormal for him. It's it's not it's it's normal for him to miss, you know, mandatory camp or it's 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 or, or like the early, early camp. It's it's normal for Tom Brady to not show up. But now we're in actual time. We're in preseason play and no Tom Brady yet to be seen. This is very abnormal for Tom. This to me doesn't say that he's not interested in football, but maybe to say that there's other things going on in his life that are just a little bit more relevant. And when other things become more relevant to you than football, and you're a guy like Tom Brady, as adjusted as you are to the game, as in, in intertwined as you are with the game of football, that can cause problems on the field. He is older. He's like, what, 46 now, 45? Mm-hmm. Guys, oh, shit. He hasn't lost much zip, but he's lost some zip on that football. And I can't imagine that zip getting any better this year. So you're going to have to watch and see for a lot of these crossing routes and these short drop-off passes from Tom. And then the occasional over the top when the run game's on top of its thing. I'm still going to go over, but I would not be surprised to see this Tampa Bay team win 10 games. Yeah, I'm just doing the math, and I think that they beat Atlanta twice. I think they beat Carolina twice, and if anything, they'll split with the Saints. So it's five wins right there, if not yeah. six. Um, they're going to find another five wins in there somewhere. Um, this is a 12 or a 13 win team. Um, I, I, you know, they lost some pieces, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady, and until that magic elixir runs out, it's like LeBron. I'm just going to keep. I'm going to keep going. Nah, he's, he's the exception. There's there's an exception to the rule, and we're fucking looking at him. So going over, don't know where I think they are Super Bowl-wise, and maybe we should do that at the end of the show. But um, I'm going over. And now we are going to land on Jesse's Buffalo Bills. And let me read it here, Jess. 11 and a half, 11 and a half, 11 and a half, 11 and a half. I see two 10 and a halves on the backside. So maybe not the 12 and a halves that we see for the Packers or for the Bucks, but still, I would say easily they are the third highest rated team here in Vegas. Over under Jess. And we're 11. 11. 11. Now, if it was 10, I would feel much better about the over. I don't feel as good, honestly, with the over starting at 11. Uh, I think that this. No pushing. No pushing. No, I. I, I, if I was to push anywhere, this it's strangely on my my football team. I would push and say they're an eleven win team. Uh, I'm going to go over because I think if any team in the league has uh, has the athleticism on the field and the talent on the field to get you know past certain mistakes made in the first half to win games in the second half, it's definitely the Buffalo Bills. They showed that a little bit last year and even a little bit the year before. Josh Allen has done nothing but progress instead of regress like so many people thought that he would do. And now he's in the talks of MVP and winning Super Bowl trophies and all sorts of stuff. Uh, I I don't want to get into all that just yet. I do enough of that on Twitter. But as for the show, I will go ahead and say that the Buffalo Bills should be the over and not the under because they're closer to a 12-win team than they are to a 10-win team. Jess, how bored were you when you tweeted about the backup punter for the bills right before he got cut uh, i felt bad for him actually jeez <laughs> i was so how many how many tweets how many tweets in the history of you being on this fucking application have you tweeted about a punter 
The only four times for, maybe five times maybe. maybe that's it. Usually just it's only because he used to be a punter. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm, I I suggest I'm at home, and I see you send out that uh, the punter tweet, and I I I literally wanted to text you in the group chat and go, "Fuck guy, how bored are you? <laughs> what are you doing right now? Super how bored. ready for you are football? How ready for you are football? If you are tweeting about the backup punter." <laughs> My guy, you are all time ready for. Who, by the way, got signed yesterday by the Indianapolis Colts? <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, hey, that's how it works in the NFL. Get cut one day, get picked up by another. Fucking that. Hey, that life ain't easy. <laughs> Jess, uh, Jess is so ready for football that he is tweeting about the backup punter. I'll tell you right now. It's, <laughs> I mean, some people might consider that like real Bills Mafia. Some people might consider that an all-time low. It really just depends on your perspective. It, I mean, borders, I, it, it borders psychopathy for sure. I, I tweet about pro wrestling a lot, so who the fuck am I to judge? Hey, but, the return uh, of Kenny I, Omega. I've spent a week tweeting about wrestling conspiracies, so who the fuck am I to judge? Um, CM Punk. Yeah, this, is, yes, this is an easy over, brother. This team's going to win 12 or 13 fucking games. And it, you know what? You ain't got to say it. I'll say it. And I'm not trying to jinx him, but Josh Allen is going to be a fucking in the MVP discussion. This is his year. They got better at receiver. Yeah, that kid Gabe Davis is going to have a fucking fantastic year. Is their third receiver Jameson Crowder? Yeah, either that or. Yeah, they're going to be fucking really good. We got all sorts of stuff going on. They're going to be really good. And guess what? If they do get into shootouts, that's okay because they got Josh fucking Allen. They're going to win 12 or 13 games, and they're probably going to be in the AFC Championship again, game again unless they face Kansas City in the game before that. <laughs> That's really it. That's really what it comes down to, in my opinion. Those are the fucking two best teams in the AFC, and everyone else is just kind of playing for seconds. I think so. I believe that. Jess, we have hit every single fucking team. I have put zero thought into it but do you want to pick a super bowl prediction or should we save that uh, we usually don't i'll say perhaps i say we usually don't we don't save it do we, do we i don't think it? we do i don't think we say you know what I, I will give you my i will give you my prediction right now i'm ready my prediction uh re, my realistic prediction is the buffalo bills and los angeles rams in the super bowl mm. that's it who wins my buffalo bills win 31-27. Fucking Homer. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think I picked the Cowboys to win Super Bowl last year, though, so I, I'm pretty sure I did. Um, or maybe it was the year before. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ride the Arizona Cardinals all the way to the finish line. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm buying all the Arizona Cardinals stock, and I think that they will be playing the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. I cannot tell you. How bad I want to say Kansas City here, but just to fucking be a troll. But I truly think the Buffalo is is that good. I think that this is their year. And uh yeah, I don't know. I think the Buffalo Bills are gonna win the Super Bowl this year, Jess. I'm in agreement with you. I think this is the year. This is not me blowing smoke up your ass. This is not me going, let's wait till the hundred and third minute of this podcast before <laughs> I put a big smile on your face. This is real. This is real talk. This is real spills. What the kids say. Um, all in. Uh, Buffalo versus Arizona in the Super Bowl, and the Bills win. Go Bills Mafia. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Let's do this. I'm ready. I'll be cheering for the Buffalo Bills more than I will my own Dallas Cowboys. <laughs>
I'm like, give me a Josh Allen t-shirt right now. Give me a fucking fireball kid t-shirt we'll, right now. We'll, we'll, we'll swap jerseys. You give me a Dak. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Fresno. And when you're in my backyard after a long day of partying and after we do another two-hour pod, I will, we'll, I'll hand you Dak and you hand me a Josh. We'll do the the Jersey swap right there. I love that idea. I I love love that idea. (laughs) All right, man. Listen, I got nothing else. We went fucking, we did a really, really long podcast. So shout out to you. And I, I don't even listen. Shout out Che underscore Rollins. We love you, buddy. We hope everything's good. Shout out Justin Von Doom at Justin Von Doom on Twitter. The best playlist on Apple Music. That's all I got, Jess. Oh, I already said it. Shout out uh, Brian Black at B Black. X at XYTDs. Yes. Chris Power. And, and MMA, uh, uh, um, MMA on the reg, please. Oh, yes. So that he, he did respond to you once a week or two ago saying he'd be Yeah, back. I was going to hit him in the DM and I didn't because I read We haven't too. seen or heard anything from him since, but you know what? The guy did like a couple of my videos on Instagram. So, hey, brother, we still love you and we still think. I didn't know he was on Instagram. Fuck. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I love that guy. All right, folks. Stuff all over unders, all betting. Let's hope that you make some money off of us and not lose too much. But you know, we will be back either before week one or week one. That gives us two weeks. We it gives us a little bit of it's a two hour show. You guys should, you guys yeah, got plenty of enjoy this, man. We don't have two hours ever, never, ever, ever. Not more importantly, the people have enough to listen to. If they end up breaking this show down in three parts, I'm okay with it. Exactly. Break it down by conference if you have to. I don't care. Hey, which folks, is impossible because we just went from, from lowest team to highest. But they, they can do some stuff. I've seen Twitter people do some crazy things. All right, folks, we're out. We'll come point in time. We'll talk more football. We'll get back into MMA stuff, and uh, and eventually we'll start talking basketball again too. That that time is coming. That time is. Coming. Uh, just just want to just because it's been on my mind, and I'm a sports fan and everything. Just want to say rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man. There's been a lot of Kobe. Mm. Kobe going on just rest in peace Kobe Bryant Vanessa the, the, the Bryant family uh so much love and thought going to all you guys like it's such a crazy time for that family and just just good wishes good wishes mm-hmm. yeah. peace and love